Hey, Felicia, do you ever have problems creating content, you know, when you're doing your social media and things like that? Yeah, I kind of get stuck because, you know, it's not really in my genius zone. Why do you ask? <laughs> well, I ask because I found this great new tool that I think you'll love. It's called Adobe Express. You've probably heard about Adobe before, right? Yeah, I, I use it for my photography, of course. Yeah, there you go. So the same people have got a great tool. It's called Adobe Express, and it's really useful for creating bits of images or graphics or videos, you know, the average day-to-day -day content that we might use on social media. Oh, really? How, how easy is it to use? Well, I'm not casting any aspersions on your skills here, but as you said, it was not in your zone of genius. Let me perhaps explain a little bit. So the basic premise is you have a canvas that is a certain size. Maybe it's your Facebook profile cover photo, or maybe it's an Instagram post, something like that. And then you can add bits to it. So you can upload a photo and you can do some cool things like you can remove the background and then superimpose it on something else. You can use some of the brilliant assets from the Adobe stock collection, which is fantastic. Or if you're really clever, you can bring in assets from your creative cloud, maybe your Adobe Illustrator files or something like that to make it really stand out. But it's really cool and it's really simple to use. Oh, that's exciting. So how do I get started? Easy. Well, let's say easy. All you've got to really do is go to express.adobe.com and you'll be able to go and have a look. And if you've got Creative Cloud, and you might have this, Felicia, I don't know. If you've got Creative Cloud already, you will already have access to Adobe Express. So why don't you go and check that out and see if you've got access? Oh, I'll definitely do that. Thank you for letting me know about this. It's an absolute pleasure. In the show notes, you'll find a link so you can go direct to Adobe Express and check it out for yourself. Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within it. My name is Biz Paul. I'm here in the UK and I'm joined in the US by my good friend and co-host, it's Felicia Jones. Paul, how are you today? Well, I'm uh, I'm okay. It's it's getting cold here in the UK. The beast from the east is coming in apparently, and I'm not wow. sure if that means Putin's nuclear warheads or whether it's just a cold front. <laughs> That's a serious and very aggressive name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had um, a beast from the east a couple of years ago, but I was in LA at the time, so I didn't experience it. And I took great pleasure in sending pictures from <laughs> LA uh, <laughs> to people back home. Well, I am here in Alabama and there was thunderstorms last night. So um, yeah, it was just rain. Today is sunny and then it's going to rain for the next four days. Oh my gosh, I can't do wow. this. I know. How was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was okay. You know, we ate and then everybody did the typical Thanksgiving thing. You find a sofa and you fall asleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm, okay, cool. Um, all right. So what's what's happened uh, since then? Should we, should we have a little bit of a, a World Cup update being as, you know, we are sports media? Yes, let's go ahead and do a World Cup update and I will do my best for the two seconds that I have watched. Let's do this. I got it. Oh. 
Okay, so, uh, dear listener, if you recall, in the last episode, we were talking a little bit about uh, FIFA and corruption Mm -hmm. and uh, the World Cup in Qatar. And uh, there's been a few games which are worth uh, noting. The first one is uh, England-USA that took place um, a few days ago as we're recording this. Uh, Very much a draw. Boring, right? I mean, I'm, I'm leaning that the United States was winning, but okay, sure. We can say it's a draw. Do you know, a few American <laughs> friends uh, took it upon themselves to tell me that they thought that the USA was the better team. But I had yes. a really handy screenshot, which kind of proved that actually, no, they weren't. Well, everybody here was saying, if you are an England fan, you should have been a little concerned. But the USA did a good job. So I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm going to lean that they were the better team that day. Okay, I think they were they were more of a challenge than we anticipated, and I don't think we played particularly well. Um, but it's important not to peak too early in a tournament like like this. You want to be peaking around about the 18th of December in the final. Okay, but as long as we beat England, we're good, right? Yeah, but you didn't. So so that's <laughs> fine. So that was that was <laughs> the time okay. ran out. That's so that... we have more time. We yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, the time the time ran out, of course. Um and then we've had uh, the final group matches where uh, England beat Wales 3-0. That was like the battle of Britain, really. So, you know, obviously battle two countries next to each other. Yeah. Uh, two countries. <laughs> we do like to overdramatize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a country inside of a country. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still think it's a bit of an anomaly the fact that the UK gets four teams <laughs> i know that sounds so unfair just saying it does really doesn't it sound, yeah sounds sound, i don't know i'm tempted to say it sounds a little bit colonial but but there we go um so yes four four chances we get uh and uh we knocked wales out and it was quite interesting it was very interesting because i watched it and it felt a bit like a premier league game in my opinion not that i'm an expert um, and then, of course, you had the USA Iran. So I didn't watch that, but how did uh, did you watch it, or how is how was that pitched in the states? Because there was a little bit of drama. I heard that some TV channels changed the flag of Iran to take out some of the Islamic elements of the flag. Uh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Um, I think it was promoted is here on Fox sports, which is always interesting. Um, I don't think they did anything different here. Um, the game was on. I can't say that I watch. I still don't understand the rules of soccer. Uh, but my husband's been watching and I saw that, uh, the U S went up one zero and one. So that worked for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You won. It ran it out. Yeah. Uh, the U S area yeah. through. So you're through to the round of 16. So uh, good luck with that. I hope that works out for you. Uh, do you intend to learn any of the rules of football? Um, I would actually... So here's how sports work with me, especially if it's not a sport that I am familiar with. I will watch... It, it kind of depends if I'm forced to watch. And if I'm forced to watch for a long time, then I eventually learn the rules. So... 
For example, when we moved to Denver, we got season tickets to see the Denver Nuggets. And I've never been a huge basketball fan, never really understood it. And by the fifth game, I told Dustin, I said, you know what? I need to learn. I need to learn who the players are. I need to learn what they do. And so I studied this. Right. And so I learned the Denver Nuggets. The unfortunate part is that they started trading people and that really messed me up. So now I only refer to the positions based on the guys that were there like five years ago. Um, so I'm still I'm still learning that. But eventually, I think I will sit down and learn soccer. I, I have to learn tennis every time I watch it. But soccer is just not <laughs> one that I, I, I understand. I do like to watch the guys who like play dead all the time. They're hilarious. I mean, oh, they yeah. run and fall down. And then next thing you know, the world has just ended. And then they get up. They kind of remind me of children. You know, when nobody's watching, yeah. um, they stop crying and then get back up and do what they do. So that's been that's been uh, fun to watch. Yeah. So I, I know the U.S. is playing the Netherlands on Saturday. So maybe Ooh. I'll sit down and pay attention. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, you know, although it's, it's it wouldn't be unheard of for you to, to beat them. We're playing Senegal. OK, so and they beat Senegal beat somebody. I, uh, I don't remember. I, I I don't know, but they're African champions, so you know that's gonna be tough. They beat someone. I it's like the games are on here, but I I can't keep up with who's playing what because I don't know the brackets and stuff. So maybe this is what I'll do over the weekend. I will learn soccer or football, however you want to say it. Yeah, we'll call it football. All right. Okay. Um. So that was that. <laughs> good luck. Good luck, USA. Good luck, England. Good luck, the other teams. Uh, we'll see. We'll I see know. how that goes. Um. Interesting. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's let's look at some news. Uh. What's going on over here and over in the UK? I've oh. got to tell you, Felicia, that the UK is going to unite the world. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. But but apparently that is what is going to happen. Oh, okay. Uh, bit, li- so- bit, bit light on detail, but I, I just thought I would get that out and tell you that that's what's going to happen in the near future. Okay, so just give me the detail. I know you told me about it before, so I'm I'm curious how you're going to do this. So I'm vested. Yeah. Okay. Like 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 I say, light on detail. I just I just heard it that uh, that's what's going to happen. I think it's got something to do with. Um, uh, Zelenska, the the uh, first lady of Ukraine. Um, mm, but okay. uh, God, what's her first name? I can't remember her first name. That's rude, isn't it? But anyway, um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that's that's all the news I have. Um, okay. What's going on over there? Tell us. Tell us a little bit about what's happening in the Senate. Oh, well, oh, oh, the Senate. Not the not both houses, but the Senate has. Um, they passed a bill to codify same-sex marriage and interracial marriage. So if you haven't been paying attention, this all goes back to um, Roe versus Wade and the, the Supreme Court. So what we have taken for granted is that when the Supreme Court comes in and says something is constitutional or not constitutional, we just go with it and we've never actually turned it into a law. And as we see with Roe versus Wade, it was never turned into a law that was protected. It was just like assumed. And then of course 
We have people who found the loopholes and that is basically what was happening or is happening or what is targeted to happen toward uh, gay marriage. And so they swept interracial marriage at the same time inside of inside of these bills to codify. Now, granted, 36 Republicans voted against it and um, and people are finding it quite hilarious that quite a few of them are in interracial marriages themselves. So basically they just voted against their own self-interest, but you know, that's just how we do things here. <laughs> okay. So what, so it's, so the, the codifying it puts it in federal law in the same way that Roe versus Wade was a federal thing. Like abortion was federal, right? Until recently. Is it, is it the same thing that they're trying to put, make it federal so that, um, it stops the the states kind of banning interracial marriage and same-sex marriage one by one. Yes, basically. And the thing with Roe versus Wade is that it was never a federal law. It was never federally protected. It was just assumed because of the Supreme Court that it would just stand. And the Supreme Court is just a judgment. It's not the law. Um, and as you can see, you can go back and change it, obviously. So a lot of people are afraid that they will go and change the Supreme Court ruling on same-sex marriage or the Supreme Court ruling on interracial marriage. So that's why people are like, hey, we need to turn this into a law. And that's basically what it's supposed to happen. The Supreme Court is just a judgment. It's up to Congress and all these other people to like do their job and make things a law instead of, you know, just working on assumptions. So that's what they're doing. Hopefully it works out. Um, I don't think the uh, I don't think the Democrats have the House. I think that is um, filled with the, the with Republicans. So we'll see if what happens. Okay. Um, yeah. So does it have to go to the House? Um, I don't think it necessarily does, but I think it kind of helps. These are I have to okay. go back. There's these all these little these little rules that things need to need to happen. But um, but no, it can go straight to the president and the president can sign it, you know, but and maybe that's right. what's going to happen. I don't know. It's it's just very interesting to see all of this. But uh, but yeah, if they make it a federal law, then the states have to behave right now is everybody has kind of behaved because of assumption, but the states can basically do whatever they want and you can yeah. be illegal to be married in like say Alabama, but legal to be married in Colorado. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, I suppose the things we've spoken about in previous shows about why this is important, why this process is taking place now is, is prompted by the Supreme court though, isn't it? In terms of the fear of what could happen or what States could do and um, what they what the Supreme Court was was looking at was that right? And that one judge saying that we're looking at this—that's what prompted yes. this. Yeah, that's what prompted all of this because I guess, um, and it goes back way back to a lot of people have been going, uh, uh, have been attacking abortion rights for a long time, and when Trump became president, it just he was able to put more people on the Supreme Court. Um, also he can, um, rec not recommend, but he can, oh, what was like when you place judges in places, um, he was able to do that. So it has been leaning a very right, 
um, and all the pieces have matched up for them to be able to to overturn it. And so, and a lot of people who are like, oh, this will never happen. Now everybody's kind of scared and saying, oh, maybe we should like do our jobs now. That type of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so it'd be kind of interesting to know that um, I can still legally be married to my husband. That'd be kind of cool, right? That is I good. Know. Although, you know, if he was pissing you off, it could be quite convenient. I don't know. Do I get any money? Sorry, mate. All of a sudden. <laughs> oh, true. True. You wouldn't get any money. No. Okay. Really? I, 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 yeah. Well, if if yeah, it, I don't if know it, how that if it was, yeah, if it was like invalidated or what's no what annulled or something like that, yeah. would you would you get money? I, I don't think you would because it was never. It would be not considered legal so it wouldn't have to give you anything that's unfortunate um, I, I don't know how that works but i do know you can go to jail uh, so that's what prompted is um <laughs> okay <laughs> it, loving versus the state of virginia is the supreme court case that they're trying to codify but basically you stay in the states where it is legal and the moment you cross state lines um, people would go to jail and you would get prison time and that's what was happening mm. which is crazy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was just looking at while she was speaking because um, I was it made me think: Has Britain, has the UK, ever had to create any legislation around this? Given its history, maybe we've had legislation banning people from getting married to to people. Um, and what I'm seeing, and I'm not saying this is the definitive answer, but what I'm seeing is that. Uh, there has never been a law against interracial marriage, against interracial marriage. Um, mm. That's not to say one couldn't be introduced by a right-wing government, but um, there's crazy. never, there's never, yeah, there's never been a rule about that. So it's been considered uh, legal. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, I mean, we, we introduced same-sex marriages in 20. 13 14 15 or, or something like that uh -huh. so i can i can kind of see where that's going uh, what i'm seeing here is that the interracial marriage was not really considered a problem um mm -hmm. but interfaith marriage very much so wow that's it's so crazy when you start looking at all these things and like let's just mm. let people just be married they're gonna mess it up anyway yeah and, and <laughs> the biggest problem it. according to the, what i'm looking at here and the biggest problem that what I'm looking at here is um, mainly problems between Protestant and Catholic interfaith marriages. Uh, Less so if you wanted to marry a Hindu or a Buddhist. Thing. Yeah, they had that here. I don't think it went to the point where they had to create laws around it, but I think it was an issue for, or still an issue for a lot of people marrying interfaith. So, um, and for everybody who wants to, keep up with what we're talking about the bill that passed here in the united states the past the senate is called respect for marriage act if you want to look it up i think people should they should they should comment um it's good to see that some action is is happening although we uh, obviously fully accept interracial marriage I think we need to put a bit of a caveat on that based on what we've previously discussed about things like the royal family and some news coming through about <laughs> the royal household happening over the last couple of days. Um, I've actually got something for you. 
And I know you've got something that Uh-oh. you saw, which I've 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 been you know busy and didn't see this, but um, it's it's reminded me of something. So do you want to go? Do you want to go first and tell us the the the, <laughs> the story about the racist royal family? Well, I I can't actually. I don't have it on my screen right in front of me, but I did read it this morning. Basically, I think there was some type of event going on at Buckingham Palace. And they invited a whole bunch of like basic civil uh, community activist groups. And this one woman who was part of a, a community group, I guess, I don't know. She met one of the ladies in waiting. Her name was Lady Suzanne Hussey. And uh, seems like Lady Suzanne, um, one, uh, the woman that she was talking to was a black woman. So the very first interaction was that Lady Suzanne touch the woman's hair to move it out of the way to look at her name badge, which is just a no. Yes, that's how the interaction started. And then Lady Suzanne was like, where are you from? And the lady says, you know, I'm I'm from here. Um, And there's a whole dialogue for any of you who want to go look at it. It was a whole dialogue. And she's from somewhere in around the London area or whatever. So she's like, I'm here. And she's like, no, I'm asking like, where, where, what's your nationality? She's like, I'm a British citizen. I was born here in the UK. And she was like, no, seriously, where are you from? And she was like, my parents, you know, like she's like, where are your parents from? She said, my parents migrated here in the 50s. So she was like, oh, okay. So now we're getting close. You're a tough one to try to to get you to say where you're from. And so the whole interaction goes like that. And of course, the the woman that was, uh, she was very, she was like, what are you trying to do here? And she was like, I'm of African ancestry, you know, my of of Caribbean, but I'm born here in the UK. And so she was like, so I get it. Your parents are from the 50s. So you're so you're from the Caribbean. And so um, and that that whole interaction is not going over very well with people. Um, mm-hmm. And the gossip mill, because I keep up with Harry and Meghan news, is that <laughs> Lady Suzanne Hussey was assigned to help Meghan. Um, get accommodated or, you know, learn more about the royal family. And people are saying, well, now we see why. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so the, the the lady's name, um, who she she was racist towards, a lady called Ngozi Fulani. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the hair touching thing is just, that, I mean, it's just outrageous anyway. I mean, don't like, you just don't touch it's people. It's like you just stop the conversation if you... <laughs> well, oh, God, oh, don't don't touch me. Don't touch my hair. Like, don't do that. Yeah. And yeah, it sounds like the conversation. Somebody didn't know when to stop. That was the problem. Yeah. I mean, she's oh God. I don't want to say like this in a way that is discriminatory against old people, but she's really old. She's 83. You know, wh- why are these? Why? Why is she still around? <laughs> Why, why have they not retired her well, from doing these kind of things? My, I'm thinking, well, you need those people. <laughs> they are royal loyalists. And I think I get the feeling that the atmosphere around the royal family is that it's still like the 1600s. That's kind of what yeah. I think in that anybody who doesn't look probably white or Caucasian or whatever people were called back then. It's like, oh my gosh, you got on a boat and you sailed here. Where did you come from? And mm. it's like, I just came from down mm. the street, lady. I grew up around here. 
So I, I feel like they think they're still like in the 1600s. I mean, because they probably still operate like they're in the 1600s. Um, and I assume yeah. that brings on 1600s mindset. <laughs> but my my God, uh, oh, I've just found the I've just found the full conversation as recounted by Ngozi Fulani. It says, where are you from? Sister space. No, where do you come from? We're based in Hackney. Now, what part of Africa are you from? I don't know. They didn't leave any records. What? Well, you must know where you're from. I spent time in France. Where are you from? Here, the UK. No, but what nationality are you? I'm born here and I am British. No, but where do you really come from? Where do your people come from? My people, lady, what is this? Oh, I can see I'm going to have a challenge getting you to say where you're from. When did you first come here? Lady, I'm a British national. My parents came in the 50s when, oh, I knew we'd get there in the end. You're Caribbean. Oh, wow. It's shocking, actually. Yeah. That kind of that kind of thing. You know, yeah. you know uh, the, it's a great week for this for the royal family, uh, particularly around Queen Camilla and what she's, because this happened at an event that she was um, hosting. Oh, wow. But earlier in the week, she was filmed... Um, at a, she was at a school or a, some kind of play group or something like that with with children, and she was filmed mm-hmm. uh, interacting with a black child, a black toddler, and rather than like holding a hand and and sort of like playing with a hand like in a kind of like shaky hand holdy kind of way, she mm-hmm. sort of pinched at her sleeve, so she wasn't touching her, she was just like holding her sleeve as if as if she didn't want to touch this black child. <laughs> Um, so that that's emerged, and later in the same visit, she is <laughs> she is filmed kind of like hugging a black toddler, um, and and like dancing with it. And then when when she thinks the camera's finished, she's like, "Let go." And you you gotta <laughs> say the evidence. The evidence is that that they're racist. Surely, what what? Why are people disputing this? Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Maybe she doesn't like touching children. Well, I j- to be fair, when I saw it t- to begin with, when I saw the the sleeve thing, I'm like maybe she just I mean children are disgusting and, you know, toddlers in particular. So I so I kind I kind <laughs> of get that, but the the, you know, oh the cameras aren't looking now. I'll 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 let go of the the child. I don't know. There's it's just all this stuff. You know, I think a lot of that, I mean, yeah, they're not having a good week, but I I will, I, 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 I'm not sure I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I have to also look at their life. They are, they are kind of expected to touch a lot of people and they touch people (laughs) because of the cameras. They don't touch people because they actually care. They only touch people because somebody said we need this photo. And I think Mm. you get that type of interaction when I'm supposed to touch people. One, I don't want to touch you. Two, I don't like you. And from what I've heard, a lot of these people become extreme germaphobes. And I guess I can kind of, I can kind of see that, but you know, optics will kill your career. So yeah, we'll see what happens to them, which is nothing. They're still rich. They're still rich. Yeah. You know, they're not um, having to question whether they can afford the, the heating. That is, that is for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it all, really. I, I think, I think there's it, this whole idea of like, where are you? Where are you really from? It's it, it's it's worrying <laughs> that 
that this is still a question that people can't seem to get their head around. Oh, this, um, this, this, this will be interesting to you. So actually some information about the latest uh, makeup of the UK has come out this week because we have a census every 10 years and the last one was in 2021. Mm -hmm. And so they've released some of the, the statistics and um, we are, the UK is now a uh, majoritively secular country. So most people okay. don't, I think that's right. Most people don't believe um yeah in in a religion uh certainly christianity is 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 now um it's it's not it's the, it's the biggest religion but it's but it's definitely not a majority uh, of people and mm-hmm. um two cities birmingham and leicester where i live are uh the the i've got to get the right phrasing here because this is important there is a minority majority if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So most people makes are sense. not white. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, in the context of, of the changing society, I still can't understand why people are asking questions like, where are you really from? But but, but there we go. <laughs> Maybe they should just reverse it and ask these people, like, where are you from? Like, you're from here. Oh, yeah. you're an original. <laughs> like, you're rare. Yeah. Like, how have you survived a, this long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should put you in a zoo or something. Um, yeah, I saw somebody who's some type of right wing candidate who was saying, I guess he is campaigning on the fear side of that, of that, you know, white people are disappearing and stuff like that. So, you know, what well, over you, here? Yeah, somebody I saw on somebody who's campaigning in one of those cities and he's using that as a, a fear tactic to get people, you know, to vote for him. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's not so. like. Farage is it do you know who Nigel Farage is um I don't know he just popped up on my people were sharing it and so I didn't get the name so I do early morning Twitter where I can't turn the volume up and really can't hear (laughs) so I always say I'll go back later yeah and then don't so yeah yeah so uh but I guess you know the right-wing extremism I did see the former counter-terrorism person um, who said, you know, um, I guess in 2015 when he took over, um, right wing, right wing extremism in the UK, basically homegrown neo Nazis, all those type of people, was that was six percent of his caseload, and over the years it has become twenty percent. And he said he's been talking about this for years, saying this is a growing problem, but nobody wants to pay attention to it. And it's the same issue here in the United States. Uh, right wing extreme extremism is growing and funny enough i was telling dustin i was like why won't people talk about this he was like because the majority of people in this country cannot form their mouth to say that their neighbor is a person that is an extremist so that's why everybody Mm. ignore ignores this this thing that you got homegrown folks that's doing all kinds of crazy stuff especially here in the united states with shootings and things but nobody wants to say it out loud who's actually doing it so yeah makes life interesting Mm. so there we go i know that's kind of on Mm, a low note isn't it (laughs) (laughs) i suppose but you know the show is called humans exhaust me we're not i don't suppose we're supposed to necessarily feel particularly particularly happy but uh that's true our job is to to relay this this information to to people i do feel like i've learned a, a bit more about how the u.s works i do feel like 
I, I learned what did you each, learn? each time. We're a hot mess, aren't we? Well, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I, you know, I'm kind yeah. of learning that really. <laughs> <laughs> We're a hot mess. I'm surprised a that hot we mess, still exist. But... Well, uh, like likewise, I mean, we're we're slowly deteriorating into uh, some country. Well, as Putin puts it, some insignificant island off France. Oh, oh, that's some shade. Look at Putin. <laughs> <laughs> that's some serious shade. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Of, there's, there's there's certain elements of of truth in it. I mean, big up Britain and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. Well, look. Uh, let's let's uh, see how how the world works or looks in a in a week. There's some World Cup action to take place. We might both be celebrating being in the quarterfinals this time next week. Uh, um, but 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 we have to say tomorrow is your birthday. Happy oh, birthday, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Happy pre-birthday. You reached the. You're over the crest of middle age now, right? Uh, well, apparently so. I mean, when this show goes out, I mean, you put me under pressure now to to get this get this recording no, out this tomorrow. Is, yeah, this is your wise age. This is the age where you can go do all the things you want. You're good. Trust me, I'm there with you. Uh, honestly, I am. I'm. The sooner I can retire, the better. I I, I kind of reached <laughs> that point where. You know, I can see the benefits of of retiring. I before we were recording today, my in laws uh, came round uh, to give me a birthday present, and oh. I was like, "Oh, where have you been?" Yeah, I was like, "Where have you been?" And they're like, "Oh, we've been bell ringing," and I was like, "You are living your best life." Bell ringing on a Wednesday. Well, yeah. Twenty more years, you can do it. You can make it, maybe. Oh, I don't want to work for twenty more years. Surely, God. Wait. Yeah, like twenty more years. <laughs> I need to. I need to get rich quick. I need to win the lottery or something so that uh, yeah, I can I can live life to the full Ooh, for the time that, that I've a, got. But start a crypto company that seems to be working these days. <laughs> Re- really, working? I'm not sure. Working is the word I would well, I would you use. Can make isn't, quick it, money. isn't it all collapsing? Well, quick mm. money and take it out and then disappear. So that seems to be the the plan yeah. for most of these folks. So, but <laughs> that is something we could discuss at another time. So this has been a great show, and I do hope you have an amazing birthday tomorrow. Thank you so much. I will try. I will try my best um, not to injure myself because what's actually happening for my birthday is that uh, the kids and I are going to Ninja Warrior. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what Ninja Warrior is? <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Photos, please. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I'll probably be broken by, by tomorrow night. But... Thank you for your best kit. wishes. Thank you. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I'll have to tell you about my contribution to my new go bag. We'll talk about that next week. Thank you for your best wishes. Okay. Uh, thanks in advance to anyone who is listening to the show that, that tweets me to also send best wishes. It's been uh, great chatting to you. I'll speak to you next time. Good.